it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. This episode is sponsored by the Detroit Business and Beauty Expo, where business meets beauty. Join us October 6th at the Detroit Business and Beauty Expo. You can find out more information at the Detroit Business and Beauty Expo.com. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I have an awesome interview in store for you today. I had a great time speaking with Chelsea Nguyen. Chelsea is just a phenomenal person. I mean, I really absolutely loved speaking with her. Talking to her made me really think about what can I be doing more to make an impact with my life? And how can I impact the world and others? And what type of legacy will I leave behind? She just really had me thinking about those things. And I was just inspired by her. And I think you guys will be too. Here's a little bit of Chelsea's bio. Chelsea Newman is a social entrepreneur, a proud mother of two sons, a professional image consultant and licensed cosmetologist specializing in working with blind, visually impaired, and disabled community, as well as the general public. Chelsea has over 17 years in the beauty business. She has a bachelor's degree in business management, and she comes from a family of artistic salon owners and professional cosmetologists. Her mother and two aunts are also cosmetologists. She is a seasoned hairstylist and makeup artist, and she loves to teach and train in the beauty industry. Chelsea founded CN Vision Image Consulting, LLC, which offers consultations and work readiness services to people who are blind, low vision, or with other disabilities. She strives to help increase their self-confidence, independence, daily life, and soft skills so that they can become gainfully employed to elevate personal and professional image. I think you guys will absolutely love learning more about Chelsea and hearing from her as just as much as I did. Here's the interview. I hope you enjoy. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandi Taylor. We have an awesome guest for you today, and that's Chelsea Newman. Welcome, Chelsea. Hi. Thank you so much, Brandi. Thank you for being on the podcast today. So, Chelsea, can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the uh, interview here today? Sure. Uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I live here in Houston, Texas, and um, I'm a mother of two college-grown um, sons and um, I'm a business owner. I've been a business owner for the past 17 years or more and um, a socialpreneur. And uh, I really, um, I'm an educator with Farouk Systems, which is um um, hair company, and I also work with people who are blind, visually impaired, and disabled um, with my company and what I teach. Wow, that's awesome. Awesome. So you you do a variety of things, I see, with your businesses. So <laughs> within the 17 years, have you uh, been um, done, like done one consistent business, or is it like a, a variety of businesses that you've done collect- collectively? Um, it's mainly still in the beauty industry, um, if you really think about it. Uh, let's see, back in 2002, I opened up my first salon and spa 
had that for 15 years successfully. And then about three years ago, I sold that business, but I still had another business that was, um, you know, starting up uh, a small startup in the background, which kind of started at, at, you know, kind of like at the same not the same time, but later on. And um, that was with uh, working with the blind and disabled community and providing services uh, with the Texas uh, Rehabilitation and Blind um, Services. And um, I still do that now. That's my main business after I sold my salon. The other thing that I do is um, as a, an educator, I teach fellow cosmetologists, beauty school students, and um, anyone who is interested in um, uh, more about the uh, beauty industry and the services and products is that products that we use for Farouk systems, um, also known as Chi. So you might know of them. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what I do. Great. So beauty has been in your veins clearly because you come from a <laughs> family of, uh, of beauty business owners. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, actually, um, my mother was a, an uh, immigrant with us when we were little. We came here after the Vietnam War as uh, boat refugees, and um, that was like back in 1979. Uh, when we came to America, my mom, you know, did a lot of odd jobs here and there just to, you know, survive, pay the bills, learn English, and all that kind of stuff. But then when the government gave scholarships to um, individuals who were refugees to learn a a trade, um, my mom actually chose to go into cosmetology. That was one of the big things that uh, um, Vietnamese women um, went into because it was a scholarship that, you know, they felt like they could do. And so anyway, my mom went to night school, did that, got her license and, um, you know, opened up her own salon years later. So I basically grew up in the salon, sweeping hair, answering the phone, translating things for my mom um, in English and Vietnamese and, um, you know, kind of just helped out for the family business Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, like learned how to do all those things at a very young age. I was like constantly surrounded by it. And then my aunts who she, um, um, you know, brought here to America later. They both followed in her footsteps and became cosmetologists as well. And uh, my other aunt owns her own salon. And I opened up mine uh, in 2002, uh, like I said, and um, just kind of grew into the business. I never thought I was going to go into the beauty business, um, you know, with my mom, because I, I was on track to go. Uh, I was in college uh, and I was um, going to seek my degree in, um, what was it, uh, web design, since I loved art and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being creative. But then when that opportunity happened, um, I just kind of fell into it. And uh, the rest is kind of organically developed on its own. So, yeah. So it's interesting that you, you've had a salon for your licensed cosmetologist, and you've had your own salon for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And no, 15 years, right? And yeah, 15, that. right. Now you're teaching, but I really want to understand how did you create your niche? Because how did you go from, you know, like behind the chair, being a mm-hmm. salon owner, you know, growing up in a family business, uh, 
you know, doing hair and makeup and stuff like that, to really focusing on helping individuals um, with disabilities and that are blind and, and vision impaired. Well, thank you so much for asking that question, Brandy. Actually, it's one of the most common questions that I get because people are like, how did that all happen? So first of all, I have to thank God because I feel like um, he's kind of led me on a path that I didn't foresee for myself. And um, I would have totally never guessed that I'd be where I am today doing what I'm doing. Um, and how it all kind of came about from uh, being behind the chair was that, you know, I, uh, you know, working in my salon, working behind the chair and being a business owner, makeup artist and hairstylist, um, I was naturally inclined to be very artistic and creative, you know, taught women how to do their makeup, do their hair, my clients in general, men or women, children and, of all, and people of all ages. And then um, when it was like, um, like years down the road, I think like in 2012, 2000, I'm sorry, 2011, um, I was going through a lot of hardships in my life and um, uh, got a divorce. So, you know, um, I was going through a moment when I really needed to get myself out of my own problems and my own sorrows and and be more positive. And so I figured like volunteering for something would be a great idea. So one of my clients, you know, she said to me, she goes, um, you know, you have a good voice and maybe you should do something with that. And um, several clients said that to me and I was like, Oh, you know, well, let me think about, you know, maybe radio or helping out somehow reading or something or doing something. And so she said that one of her, 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 you know, husband, her husband actually used to volunteer for this organization, a uh, nonprofit organization called taping for the blind. And so what they did was they would read for, uh, written print or anything for people who are blind, visually impaired, or had learning or physical disabilities where they couldn't hold paper still, you know, for instance, like Parkinson's or dyslexia and things like that. And so then I, I called them up. Uh, I started volunteering uh, with them after I auditioned successfully. And um, it just slowly pulled me out of, you know, my depression and all the other things that I was going through. You know, even though it, the, the divorce is something that I wanted, but it was a huge life change for me. Mm -hmm. And so volunteering and, 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 you know, for the blind community really helped me. And it helped me, you know, forget about, you know, that and then just think about how I can serve others. And so that happened. And then um, about a year later, um, our Sight into Sound Radio, which they had changed their name from Tipping the, to the Blind to Sight into Sound Radio, um, be, uh, we had a guest speaker at an event called White Cane Safety Day. So for those who don't know um, in, and who are not in the blind uh, community, that is an annual event that happens every year in October. And it's really about, um, you know, having pride of, you know, uh, and celebrating independence that people who are blind, um, you know, have from the white cane, which is a sign of independence and um, self-confidence, um, as well as a tool that they use to help guide them. And so anyway, a speaker who was there, you may or may not know of her, um, she is named Christine Ha, and she is uh, the winner of Master Chef 2012, and she's a blind chef. And uh, 
Yeah. So she was there, she was speaking and, um, you know, she, uh, when she won MasterChef in 2012, she was an inspirational keynote speaker. And after her speech, I went up to her and I said, you know, I'm a makeup artist and I'm a hairstylist. And if there's anything that you need help with, with your hair, your makeup after or during your um, television appearances, I would love to be your artist and help you with that. And she said, you know, actually they always have those people on set and uh, to help me with that. But what I would really like to learn um, after losing my vision years ago um, is if somebody could help teach me how to put on my own makeup and do my own hair as a blind and visually impaired person. So wow. from that single question, it really got me thinking. And she said, and I said, you know, what you mean? Like there's nobody that's already teaching that to blind women. And she goes, no, like not that I know of here in Houston. And so I said, well, I've never taught a blind person how to put on their makeup before, but I've taught my sighted clients how to put on their makeup, but I can try. And so she invited me into her home. We sat down in her kitchen and we had two sessions of doing that. And um, she taught me how to, you know, give um, description and be more descriptive and teach a blind person and then I taught her how to put on her makeup using the skills that I knew. So it was a collaboration. And, um, and then when the state of Texas heard about what I was doing, they asked if I would help teach, you know, 20, 30 other blind women who um, were trying to go on job interviews and get a job, um, you know, if I could teach them how to do the same thing. And I was like, well, um, I don't know if I can teach more than one person. I've never done that before, but I can try. And so I blindfolded myself um, for a while um, when I was teaching Christine as well as um, in preparation for teaching a group of blind women with the, um, at that time, they were called um, the Texas rehabilitation association for blind services and um and i couldn't believe it but we were successful in pulling that off um it was life-changing for a lot of the women and for me um i i did something that i didn't know that i could do and it, it gave me a lot of pride a lot of joy in knowing that i could help provide those services and um and that's when the state of texas said hey you know we would love to pay you for these services because at the time i was volunteering mm -hmm. i wasn't expecting to get paid because it wasn't something that i'd had experience with ever before and so when that was very successful they said you know, would you be willing to do this in other parts of Texas? And so then, <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I started doing that, you know, in various parts of Texas and Austin, uh, San Antonio, and, uh, and then there it went. And, uh, and here I am today, you know, eight years later, expanding it. And um, that's when in 2016, I basically had a come to Jesus moment and said, okay, either I'm going to continue growing my salon and stay here 
um, in Sugarland and and keep you know this salon, or I need to give it up, sell it, and travel around the country trying to share this information and these non-visual and adaptive techniques that I've created over the years to share with more blind and disabled people across the United States. And so I chose that second path. Wow. Um, yeah. It must have been, even though it was, because it took, you know, you, you were brave enough to go up to this lady and say, hey, I'm a makeup artist, a hairstylist, and I can help you to do your makeup. And she, she told you that she wanted to learn from you. And you not only, you know, worked with her, but you actually figured out how to help her. Like you dove deep into it. I think it's a part of like what you're supposed to do because for you to think to blindfold yourself to really create something for someone who can't see, um, I wouldn't even think of a person who could not see even, you know, putting on makeup. I would just think it was something that they would always have to have done by someone else. So for you to be creative enough to just sit with that person and be able to talk to them and guide them through the process, I think it's absolutely amazing. And it's also how we go through things. And sometimes it's when we're going through things, it's easy to get caught up in what we're going through. But you decided to not focus on what you were going through at that time and to focus on helping somebody that was in need. And so I think that is just an amazing thing that you were able to do. And to, you know, for many other doors to open for you in this, you know, in within this industry that you've almost like kind of conceived working with that lady. Um, it's just, it's just an amazing thing. But what, what else, how did you decide, like, how do you leave your salon? So I know you had to feel it like, this is what I should be doing. You must have felt connected to this thing. Like it wasn't just something you were doing, but it was something where you were making a difference mm -hmm. and you just decided. So how, how did that decision come about? Was it a hard thing? Did it take you a long process to do it or did you just jump out there into it? You know, I think, um, well, first of all, it was really hard, really, really hard because in my family, especially from my, you know, um, background with my mom being a salon owner and you know my aunt being a salon owner and others you know it, it, it's a it's 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 a pride to have your own business and to have your own salon and it's something physical and tangible you, you can see it you know it's there you know it's making you money you know, um, and your clients are built up from what, 15 years of owning it. So it, it was wow. a lot of hard work. Um, but, you know, in a way I had already started building this other business within my salon business in the background when I started, you know, helping Christine Ha and other blind women with the state of Texas, you know, here and there throughout the years. And then it just became more frequent and more frequent until the point where, you know, I was traveling a lot more, teaching across the state. And, um, you know, um, it just, um, I just saw the need kept growing. And um, it was really, really hard because my mom wasn't supportive of it. My, 
a lot of people didn't understand it, you know, um, because it's, it, it was not something tangible. They could not see like all the people that I was reaching and helping and the people who, you know, were appreciative of, you know, regaining their independence and their self-confidence after losing vision and uh, feeling beautiful again, you know? And so it, um, in the end of the day, I think what really made me decide was that I had to ask myself, you know, how, who, how can my life better serve others? Is it here in a salon, which there's like thousands of them across the country in every street corner where, you know, there's lots of wonderful salons out there. They're giving beautiful haircuts and color techniques and, and all that stuff, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I still do that, you know? Um, but the teacher in my heart was like, I love teaching. I've always loved teaching, whether it's behind the chair or in front of a classroom. And, but there's an, underserved population that needs me. And I, you know, with the development of this training, I figured not only could I teach them and help, you know, empower them with these skills, but if I became successful, um, really successful, then I could build a company and a business that can also teach these skills to more people with disabilities and become an employer who hires people with disabilities to teach others. And so in my concept, um, it's not, I was thinking that those who have high functioning vision or who may have a disability or, but still have their vision, I could easily teach them these skills and they could go and work with me and teach with me um, to teach others um, these non-visual, you know, grooming and hygiene techniques and so over the years, I've piloted that, I've tried it, and, um, and, I, and currently in my company, I do have um, uh, two to three um, individuals who are blind and visually impaired and have other disabilities that actually help me do these trainings along with my sighted um, staff. So there was just such a higher calling and, and try to create and invent something new but also be, a, be an example that you can have a successful business and be an equal opportunity employer who hires and gives jobs to individuals of all abilities. So that's really kind of like my core belief as, and what really keeps me motivated and driven to do what I do, you know, so. Wow. I think I think it's absolutely amazing because it gives you the opportunity not only to help people with beautification and to teach people that, but to really make an impact on uh, people with disabilities and putting them into the positions. Because I know you prepare them for jobs and um, and you also help them with uh, image consulting and things of that nature. Right. Join us for the Detroit Business and Beauty Expo. 
October 6, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Southfield Municipal Complex Pavilion, 26,000 Evergreen Road in Southfield, Michigan. We are calling all hairstylists, makeup artists, designers, wardrobe stylists, esthetician, lash techs, brow techs, anyone that is in the beauty industry needs to be at the Detroit Business and Beauty Expo. This event will bring education and information to professionals in the beauty industry. As an industry, we need to maintain a level of professionalism. We have an awesome panel, workshops, and fashion segment in store. There will be business workshops, panel discussions on business, makeup, hair, and fashion. We will share some trade secrets discussing brand building, marketing, finances, customer service, and more. We have over 20 vendors, raffles, and prizes. You can find out more information at DetroitBusinessBeautyExpo.com. You can buy tickets at DBBE2019 at Eventbrite.com. You can email us for more information at info at DetroitBusinessBeautyExpo.com. Hope to see you there. Can you describe some of the services that you offer? Yeah, sure. Um, So like the one that we've been speaking of today so far um, is the non-visual makeup techniques. So regardless of your level of vision, um, I can teach a person who's totally blind um, to a person who has high functioning vision, how to put on their makeup, do their hair using, um, you know, uh, safe tools. For instance, um, there's with the company that I work with, uh, Chi, for also known as Farouk Systems, we have a beeping curling iron that I use in my classes to teach um, women of all abilities how to safely curl their own hair without burning themselves. Um, you know, for me as a sighted person, I've burned myself several, multiple times and, that's right. what, you know, a hundred percent vision. So, um, other things are like, uh, for our gentlemen, I also teach, um, shaving, non-visual shaving techniques, um, how to style their hair, uh, color coordination using assistive technology. There's various apps on our phones um, made for people who are blind or visually impaired to um, detect color using their phone apps that I've learned from my friends. Yeah, you can, it'll describe um, certain pictures and colors to you using phone apps. Um, So I use technology and incorporate that into my classes. Um, I also teach uh, soft skills. So it's not just about how you look, and how you present yourself, but it's also about your soft skills, meaning, you know, what is your um, body language? What is your tone of voice? How do you, um, you know, uh, present yourself and carry yourself in a networking situation so that you put your best face forward at, you know, whether that's a business meeting or whether that's, you know, at church or, you know, for those who are not on a path for a vocation, but really want these life skills. So it's, it's a wide array of things like that, hair tech, you know, hairstyling techniques, makeup techniques, but overall it's about how, you know, in, in various capacities, how to put your best face forward and make a great first impression and, um, you know, always being on your A game and, uh, and just not letting your disability um, detract from who you are and uh, really letting, uh, you know, them shine through. And um, so, you know, those are, you know, several of the things that I teach. I also work with clients who have, you know, who may have, 
may be amputees. So I kind of come up with adaptive ways um, to, you know, do uh, various grooming and hygiene techniques. For instance, um, there's a client of mine. Her name is Jessica um, Cox. She is, was born without arms. And uh, she's a very successful, independent public speaker. And um, I actually sat down with her and I, t I worked with her and developed some new techniques for her of how to put on her makeup with her feet. Wow. So, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just things like that that, uh, you know, I really enjoy doing because it kind of always constantly puts me out of my comfort zone and come up with creative ways to um, come up with adaptive ways to empower individuals um, who have disabilities, you know, so. I think yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. And um, so you have a whole team that, that helps you, correct? Yes, yes, I do. Um, they're here in Texas uh, right now, and hopefully in the near future, as our company grows and word gets out about our services and demand grows, then I hope to build uh, teams that can help me in every city that we travel to. Because um, I'm not sure if you know, Brandy, but there are uh, blind and vocational rehabilitation offices throughout the country in every single state. And so our services are provided free to those individuals who um, qualify for services with the state, each state. And, um, and uh, that, so, you know, that's how uh, we work, but, you know, um, we just hope to keep, I just hope to keep on growing and be able to employ more people um, as services, you know, and demand grows. So. Yes. And so since you're a teacher, is this something that you're teaching others to help the blind and, and uh, disabled with? Like, do you teach how to teach how, you know, people like cosmetologists, how to teach people who are, who, who are disabled or impaired, how to do right. your makeup and everything? Um, yeah, actually, I've uh, I've taught uh, people with vision and without vision, or with or without disabilities, some of the programs. You know, um, if they're my um, if they're like part of my staff. And as for cosmetologists, I've had a couple of cosmetologists who have shown an interest in wanting to learn, and um, I haven't developed that program yet, but I'm open to it. And uh, you know, the main thing that I, I'm kind of like trying to understand and trying to figure out is how do I still protect my intellectual property and still grow a team at the same time? You know, because it took lots of years and a lot of, you know, uh, learning to develop it. And I just didn't want to grow it too fast and then, you know, create my own competition in a sense, you know. Okay. I yeah. understand. But I think it would be great. I think it's, I mean, I really commend you for what you're doing. And oh, thank you. I think it's, you're a blessing to the community <laughs> to be able to help these people uh, feel beautiful. Because I, I know what it feels like as a woman who doesn't have any disabilities, when you look better, when you look good, you feel good. Yep. And 
I can apply my makeup. So I could just imagine someone who maybe is disabled, like you said, the lady with no arms, someone who was blind or can't see, and they just want to look good too. They don't want to look crazy. And mm-hmm. um, they want to feel good about themselves when they go out into this world. And so I just think it's an awesome thing because I love beauty. I'm a beauty girl. I'm a makeup artist myself, mm-hmm. an esthetician. And I absolutely just love that you're helping the community. And I think it's something, you know, not to create your own competition, but maybe to create a space where you can show other people how to do what you're doing so we can do it all over the world. Cause I think it's something that's needed everywhere. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's, you know, I definitely can't do this alone and I want to attract more people who have the heart, the compassion and the passion for the industry uh, with the skills to really, you know, build a big, uh, a great team with me. But I, I want to grow it, you know, organically and uh, find some help in how to develop these trainings and um, how to kind of like, you know, hire more people. And because there are, I don't have the actual statistic with me in my head right now, but I've done the, the studies before and there are millions of people who um, have disabilities all over the United States, if not, you know, into the billions. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Um, right now. And so, you know, it, everybody doesn't matter who you are, whether you're disabled or not, we all want to feel good and look good. And, um, you know, if we can all do it together and help each other, that just creates more inclusion, more acceptance, more understanding. And, and honestly, in the end of the day, um, you never know when, that may happen to you, right? We never know when that can happen to us. Uh, a lot of my friends who are blind or have become disabled, you know, they, did, they weren't born that way. And um, it happened later in life. And so disability is a club that we all can join at any time. And so it just kind of opens that to more understanding for everybody. And so, yeah, I agree with you. It would be great to have a team worldwide. And that's why I appreciate you sharing this on your podcast, Brandy, because the more people that know about it, um, hopefully they'll reach out to me and contact me and let me know if either they need the services or they would like to provide the services with me. And then who knows what the law of attraction will do and and, and where it will carry us. So, (laughs) yes, I believe that um, because the podcast can be heard all over the world and you just never know who may be listening. And it may be someone out there who, could utilize as your type of services or may be interested in even, you know, helping someone that they have their loved one, you know, maybe they have right. a disabled loved one that they're taking care of. And um, like, I've, like I said, I can't say that I've heard of things like this too often when it comes to beauty, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I just think it's absolutely amazing because I, like I teach private sessions to one-on-one sessions to women, just everyday women who don't know how mm-hmm. to put eyeshadow. Like they're struggling with eyeshadow and the basics. They can't match their foundation. And I feel like I've done something when I help a woman who's, you know, able-bodied. 
So mm-hmm. I could just imagine when you helping someone who's disabled just learn how to make their life just a little bit better, a little bit easier on just how to do something as simple as beautifying themselves and grooming themselves so they can look good. And mm-hmm. I just I just think it's just awesome, awesome thing. And um, I really wish you the best in your business. And I hope that, um, you know, you get a a ton of people and a ton of support mm-hmm. to help you to continue to do this because it's needed. And oh, thank you. You're definitely making a difference. Thank you. You're making a difference. And, and that's <laughs> what matters. That's what matters. And so I'm glad that you accepted the call, that you accepted the call no matter what other people thought or how it felt. Mm. It may have seemed crazy, but you're mm-hmm. walking in your you're walking in your purpose. And usually your purpose, I was just talking to somebody the other day and they were saying that your purpose is usually that thing that isn't easy. Because mm. that is a little harder. Because it could be easier, like you said, to stay at the salon, to do hair, and just do the regular thing. And that's mm-hmm. the great thing. But it's harder to really step out and say, I'm gonna help people. I'm not only I'm gonna I'm not only just gonna beautify people, but I'm gonna help people who need it the most. And um, and it takes courage to do that. But I, I can hear it in the passion in your voice and the way you speak to it, that it's a part of your purpose. Thank you. I I really uh I really feel like all the things that I've done previous to this in my life and my career, like loving art, loving creativity, loving, you know, enjoying doing my own makeup and doing my own hair, watching my mom how to do it in the salon and growing up in the salon with her. Those are all like little skills and talents that I've learned along the way that somehow like God was like preparing me for this, you know, and, and somehow I didn't know, but it was like to use it in this purpose. And so, you know, if, if that's what God wanted me to do, if that's where my life will best be served, then, then, then that's what I, I, I need to do. And I, I feel, you know, so much joy in it and to see, you know, people like a mother cry, to see her blind daughter be able to do her own makeup for the first time or, you know, to teach those skills to that mother or several mothers so that they can work with their daughters and uh, certain things like that. And so it's, it's, you know, it's not to say, and I definitely don't want to undermine the wonderful work that beauticians do all over the world, mm-hmm. you know, like what you do with your clients, what, you know, one-on-one with a, a sighted and non-disabled person it changes their life in ways that we don't, we don't, we cannot always comprehend to the fullest extent. And so, but, you know, for the blind and disabled community, like I said earlier, it's just not something that a lot of people think about, you know, and it's, they're underserved because people don't realize that just because they're blind or disabled doesn't mean that they don't want to look great. Just because they can't see themselves in the mirror doesn't mean that they don't still feel great satisfaction and being self confident and independent. So it's, it's something that, um, you know, I think the part of my purpose is just to get the message out there and try to make it more um, prevalent and aware in society so that more people like you would be, um, you know, will hear about it and say, Hey, maybe I want to join that cause too. And maybe I want to do the same thing and help, you know, people of all abilities, not just my sighted clients. So yeah, I just, thank you. I, I, um, 
You're welcome. Thank you. I feel and like I, I'm in the right actually, place. You know, um, <laughs> outside from the podcast, definitely I'll reach out to you because I never even thought of it. And as I've been speaking to you and you've been sharing it with me, it's opened my heart up like, wow, you know, I never, I just didn't <laughs> think of it. And yeah. I'm, so, I'm so glad that you did and that the opportunity was presented to you and you jumped on it and, you know, have really just been, created a whole business surrounding it. So it's yeah. just really amazing. So <laughs> I, I want to ask you uh, the few questions that I like to ask everybody who comes on the sure. podcast. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what, what keeps you motivated? Oh, I think first and foremost, um, what motivated is on my kids, my two sons. I mean, they are now 21, 22, and 20. We don't get to see them a whole lot, but, you know, I want to keep on improving myself and growing my business so that, you know, financially, I can be there for them whenever they need me throughout their college years, at long into the future as they grow up and, um, you know, progress in their careers and their lives. Um, you know, um, that keeps me motiva- motivated. Um, seeing that I actually do have a purpose and, and do help people keeps me motivated whenever they hear a client, how much they appreciate what they learned and how much it's helped them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, when I, my boyfriend keeps me motivated, he keeps on encouraging me all the time and he's such a wonderful supporter, no matter long travels and, you know, the easiest thing when you're on the road um, and kind of shooting for a dream and, and following a path that's never been really done before. You know, um, it can be very discouraging. There has, has been a lot of obstacles along the way. Um, whether it's with, um, you know, acquiring state contracts with paperwork and red tape, all of that can be very, very disheartening sometimes. Um, but, you know, when I know that in the end of the day, I'm, I'm doing something good and I feel good about it and I know that I'm helping, that just keeps me driven. Um, because I know that in the end of this life, after all that's said and done, you know, I've been there to help my kids. I've been there to help people that, you know, I have yet to meet. And I've, I've made a difference with the life that I've been given. So hopefully that's the legacy I can leave behind. You know, that's kind of what I think about when I keep on going and try to stay motivated. Awesome. Awesome. And how do, would you define success? How do you define success? Well, um, first of all, I think that um, if you're happy with whatever it is you're doing, that is a large part of success. You know, money definitely helps and I definitely want, you know, financial wealth to help me, you know, be successful financially because financial success would help me continue to grow my business uh, employ people, uh, travel to teach more people and things like that. But it's not 
the total definition of success, which, you know, in society standards, it's like the more money you have, the more you're defined as successful. Um, success to me is also, you know, um, enjoying what you do, loving what you do, and um, finding purpose in what you do, and having love and support all around you, having people surrounding you who are there to uplift you and, um, and always root for you. So, you know, success comes in so many different forms. Um, and, um, and um, I guess, you know, that's kind of it for me in a nutshell is just being happy, being loved, and financially being able to support myself and my family and those that I love. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, I thank you so much, Chelsea, for being on the podcast. Um, I think it's You're welcome that you are doing, and I wish you all the best in all your endeavors. Can you tell us how we can find you on social media and online and everything? Sure. Um, thank you for asking. Um, and thank you so much, Brandy, for inviting me onto the show. Um, I have to give a big shout out to Maxwell Ivy for introducing us to each other. Mm -hmm. And um, so the way that you can find me on my website, which is cnvision.com. So that's the letter C, N as in Nancy, and then vision.com. That's on my website. Um, and, um, I believe that, uh, I'm not really active right now on Pinterest and, uh, but we do have Facebook, so you can look for C Vision Image Consulting on Facebook. And, um, you can also find me on Facebook at, um, Chelsea C. Nguyen. Um, you can also reach me if you wanted to call and perhaps book uh, a consultation or an appointment um, is at 713-553-7041. Again, that's 713-553-7041. And um, our website is cnvisionimage.com. Great. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. I'll definitely include all of that information in the show notes. Thank thanks you. Again, thanks again for being on the podcast. And so this has been absolutely great. Chelsea Newen, everybody, check her out. Uh, <laughs> make sure, you know, you connect with her. And if you're in her area and you have someone in need, definitely connect with her there. Um, as always, I want to make sure that you stay great. And thanks for Thank listening. You. Have a good one. And uh, that's it for today. We're out. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at IamBrandyTaylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at ExquisiteLooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great. <laughs>